Hello, friends and family. It is uh, Lockdown Winnipeg Jets time coming after a pretty fun win against the Colorado Avalanche. Yes, the game may not mean anything, but for the players and frankly for the fans, we could all use a bit of a pick-me-up. On tonight's episode, we'll go through the game and some fun little highlights and also talk about setting expectations for next season. Uh, What should the Jets be up to? What should we expect from them? And can they achieve a better finish than this season? All coming up on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Jets fans. Welcome to Locked On Winnipeg Jets. I am your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and as you can see from this footage, YouTube. We're available on all your favorite podcasting platforms, so don't hesitate to drop a, uh, a nice little subscription. You know, it keeps you up to date on the latest and greatest in Winnipeg Jets news. And also, just uh, we just really love and appreciate your support. Um, you know, before we get uh, to started with tonight's episode, just wanted to say a big thank you and shout out to the wonderful folks of Bet Online. They are uh, covering you this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. You'll get to hear more about Bet Online later this episode, so stay tuned to hear about some of the awesome betting opportunities that U.S. Jets fans and just general hockey fans can check out with BetOnline.net. Now, on tonight's episode, I thought there would be a couple of fun topics to discuss. Uh, obviously, the season is kind of over for the Jets, but that doesn't mean that the games are necessarily stopping. Winnipeg has, like, I don't know, uh, maybe three or four after this. Um, the season's definitely, you know, winding down. Uh, the Jets are just about through with their schedule. I think they have like maybe one extra game just because of the postponement uh, about a week or so ago against the Seattle Kraken. So, yeah, you know, I think we all know the season didn't exactly go to plan. I've talked about it on previous episodes, so you can get my thoughts, at least from that perspective, uh, on on previous episodes. But uh, starting us off tonight, I I wanted to talk about the game against the Avs and and what to read into it. Uh, The first thing is don't read into it too much. I think that's probably pretty uh, important to say just because, you know, you look at the scoreline, you'll see that the Jets dominated in almost every category, and you'll be like, wow, you know, the Jets are back. Uh, they took down the team that is one of the true favorites for the Stanley Cup. And while, yes, it is fun to be optimistic and everything, um, obviously this is not a game result that uh, really means a lot in the grand scheme of things, especially whether you're talking about the playoff race for the Jets or just in general. Um, the first main takeaway is that Colorado didn't really press for most of the game. You know, the Avs are just trying to get to the postseason and avoid any serious injuries. They're already, you know, qualified. They're clinched. They are looking for maybe a few extra standings points to try and go for the president's trophy. But this is not a team that is looking to take too, too many risks. Um, Colorado sort of knows where it's at, knows that it only has like four games left on its schedule. And I forget if that includes the one against Winnipeg. So, you know, regardless of how many are left, they just know the end is in sight. And then the real race, you know, for the cup ends up happening in just a couple of weeks. So 
I think you could tell Colorado wasn't pushing 100%. I think that they maybe gave the Jets a little more room. They weren't as aggressive. And sure, they did clock the Jets a few times and caught a couple of guys, but it wasn't like um, the, the Avs were pressing super hard. So yeah, don't get too, too excited. Uh, I, I think that there is a measure of understanding that the Jets probably more than the Avs were looking for some kind of a result. Winnipeg recently hasn't won very many games. Uh, and even in some of the games where the Jets have been, you might say, competent, they really weren't scoring any goals. So this was a chance to just kind of, I, I guess, let your hair down, have a little bit of fun. And I think the Jets gave us that in a pretty good performance. Uh, there were some standout performances that I'll talk about a little bit later in this episode. Some guys that I think are, are maybe uh, on the right track to becoming regulars with this team or maybe... Um, should be considered for different kinds of lineup roles. But first, we'll talk about some of the issues that I saw, because there weren't very many, but there were like one or two that I think are probably worth mentioning. The biggest one that's going to come up is going to be Logan Stanley's performance, and I've talked about it on this podcast. I feel bad for him because I know that he's trying his best, but I, I just think this level of hockey and his his ability to read those plays and make the right decision, especially under pressure, unfortunately, just kind of elude him. We saw a situation tonight where um, the Avs ended up scoring. I think it was the first goal of the game. And this one was what should have been a two-on-two. Stanley had his man marked. Um, Brendan Dillon did as well. The spacing and gapping was mostly fine. And all of a sudden, Stanley came over and tried to hit the puck carrier that was in front of Dillon. Um, Brendan, I think, was marking the space well enough. Not exactly like, uh, you know, a really strong man-to-man coverage or anything, but enough to where I wasn't super worried until all of a sudden I saw Stanley peeling off of his assignment and coming over. Whenever Stanley does this, he usually misses the the challenge and it ends up costing the Jets. He's done it about three or four times over the last month, and I think almost every single scenario has ended up in a goal against. Uh, If it happened once or twice, I probably wouldn't be um, bothered by it, but it's really a consistent issue with him uh, and is becoming more prevalent recently. So I don't really know what he's doing. Uh, I'm not sure why he's trying to uh, take the assignment for somebody when that assignment is already marked out properly. Um, I don't know if there's an instruction the Jets have given him that is maybe a little bit confusing for him, but whatever the case is, he is definitely struggling. Uh, He did not have a particularly great evening. And, you know, the only reason that it probably didn't look worse was because, well, The Avs weren't trying as much, and so he only got victimized by the one goal against. But this has been an issue throughout the season. I I, I think we all kind of understand Stanley really can't be a regular next year. I think that that's going to have to be the situation. I don't mind him as like a seventh defender, uh, like injury insurance, but regular game time, probably not. I I know that he works hard. He fights for the badge. Uh, he, He does really put in an effort every game. But unfortunately, his on-ice impacts just aren't really aligning with that. And I think the Jets probably need to consider making a change there. Now, that's probably like the last uh, negative thing that I really have to say. Up next, we're going to talk about some of the positives and some of the things that I think are really um, maybe not super exciting uh, for the present, but certainly down the road, a little bit of reason for optimism and something to give Jets fans a little bit more to latch on to. Before we go any further, though, like I said earlier in this episode, I do want to tell you about the great folks at betonline.net in further detail. Now, a lot of you listening probably do uh, dabble in online betting. 
personally, I, I haven't been, um, but I did actually try betonline.net a while back, and I found it to be really convenient and really easy to use. I know nothing about betting, I'll be honest, but BetOnline couldn't make it easier for a complete noob like me to get uh, even an account set up, uh, my first bets placed, and have a little bit of fun messing around with some of the sporting lines. So, uh, not, you know, BetOnline, I think you're probably imagining this place is just nothing but sports gambling, and, you know, you're, you're tracking all the information, and you have to do all this manual data logging, but that's where you'd be wrong. They're your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. They've got the latest sports developments, league reviews, news, uh, rumors. They've even got basketball playoff brackets, and they're covering all of the latest MLB action as the season begins. They continue to be your number one source for all of your sport wagering information from live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. Getting started couldn't be easier, so go to betonline.net to register for a free account, and be sure to uh, check out all of the greatest trends and action happening in your favorite sport right now. BetOnline. It's where the game starts. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We are uh, talking about the the Jets against the Avs, a game that really doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things for the standings, but certainly if you're looking for some excitement, at least a little bit of a reprieve from the recent poor performances, that's all you were asking for, and I think the Jets gave it to us. Before we talk about some of the really good highlights from tonight's game, I did want to uh, let you know about one of our other really cool podcasts. This one is really special for Locked On. We call it Locked On Now, and it gives you all of the latest action and news from around the top sports leagues, all condensed into 30 to 60 second segments, giving you all of the most pertinent information, whether it's game recaps, trade news, rumors, whatever it is to announce, we've got it at Locked On Now. So be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform, same one that we're on, you know, whether it's Odyssey, Megaphone, YouTube, all that fun stuff. Subscribing is free, and again, we really appreciate your support. Thank you so much for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day. Now, while we're at it, uh, I I did want to continue talking about the Avs versus the Jets. Uh, This was a game that, you know, for Winnipeg, it wasn't wasn't like the most intense game, but certainly for Winnipeg, they got to let off some steam. But I I do think that there are some performances worth noting. Uh, One of them I thought was Dylan Sandberg. Every time I've seen Sandberg this season, he just looks more and more mature. He looks really confident. And I think this is a guy who, you know, for next season might really be stamping his name on like a top four defensive spot. Uh, Right now, the Jets kind of have a bit of a backlog, um, a jam, if you will, on the left side. Uh, Of course, they brought in a number of left-handed D to try and solve Winnipeg's overall issues, which didn't really work, unfortunately. Uh, The the coaching staff didn't really make the most, you know, of the new additions. And I think the rest of the team in general just had too many issues for where Schmidt and Dylan would really be able to have a major impact. So yeah, uh, Dylan Sandberg, of course, had a little bit of injury misfortune and he's only been able to come back recently. And ever since coming back, I mean, Dylan just looks super confident. I, I feel like uh, ages ago, I kind of thought he could be if he panned out like a second pairing D. And thus far, I think we're seeing evidence of that. His offensive game is smart. He takes pretty decent shots he understands good shooting lanes. His passing is clean and crisp. Um, he's big and strong and physical, which is what the Jets love, but it's not at the expense of mobility or skill. He's a smart kid, and I think his positioning, whether it's defensively or offensively, it does reflect that he knows what to do. Uh, I think that's really important because um, if you're bigger like this, like Logan Stanley and, and Sandberg are, 
you have to have the mindset to know how to read play as well in advance. And I think Sandberg does that at a level that's just fundamentally higher. So, you know, next season, the Jets are going to have a lot of changes. I would expect not only a new coaching staff, but certainly a new look roster. And I think Sandberg really has to be on it. I see no real excuse for why he should be spending any more time either press boxed or not, uh, not in the NHL. So if the Jets don't play him next season, that's for me a failure um, that should reflect extremely poorly on the organization. I hate to put it in such blunt terms, but you know the Jets kind of have to be called out on this stuff. This is a team that preaches draft and develop, and it really hasn't lived up to that. So if you're going to still talk the talk, then now it's time to walk it too. And I think this is a great opportunity to show the young kids in this organization, if you play well, if you work hard, there is a roster spot for you eventually. Um, and not, not you know, three or four years down the road, you know, maybe within one to two seasons of joining the organization, open up those spots. Don't keep barring it with players who might not actually be on the level of some of the young kids the Jets have drafted. Winnipeg used to be so reliant on ELCs and young kids to really carry them. Uh, you know, y- you have to have that for those um, really important value contracts so that you can add stuff at the deadline and actually build yourself a truly deep contender. But the Jets got away from that, and I think it really has showed in the results. So give Dylan Sandberg a shot. Let him show you how great he can be, and I think things will kind of just unfold from there. Also, on the veteran side of, of performances, I thought Wheeler had a nice game. Uh, Blake, unfortunately, got very uh, unlucky on a number of his really great low uh, low slot, very high danger chances. He was right in front of, um, I forget who it was in that tonight. Uh, it was Darcy Kemper. Uh, and Kemper did have some pretty good low coverages. I think he sprawled out effectively and, and sealed off the posts from Wheeler. But I think more than anything, Blake was just unlucky. A couple of times he had a couple of first touches uh, on a pass that weren't super clean. He might be in the slot and suddenly puck finds its way to him. He's in a great position and he just barely misses it. So yeah, eventually he finally hit pay dirt and scored a bit of a, uh, an odd goal. He sort of lofted it after he got a pass in traffic and somehow it just sort of, um, I would say bobbled over Darcy Kemper's shoulder. And just like that, you know, Wheeler finally breaks the, uh, breaks the monkey monkey's curse, I guess, and gets the goal for the game that he frankly could have had two or three of. Uh, also, I would say Nikolai Ehlers, again, doing Ehlers things. He just continues to dazzle. I think he he really fights for the badge. He's always trying to create. His skating is effortless. His vision is effortless. Uh, he scored another beautiful goal, this one off of a faceoff. That was just an absolute pitch-perfect snipe. You really couldn't ask for a better shot. And um, I love him. I, I just think he embodies everything that I think the Jets should be. He's got the work ethic, and I think that really goes under the radar. He, I mean, he constantly fights for the puck. He's always looking for that next opportunity, and he's not somebody who shies away from you know mixing it up. Is he defensively reliable? Probably not. I think his defensive impact, like most wingers of his ilk, it's it's pretty negligible. And yet, he still tries at least to make an attempt. And I think you know his his offensive contributions certainly outweigh uh, any of the negative impacts. He's the kind of guy where you don't really have to defend as much because he's keeping the action all up the ice. So, yeah, he's having a monster season since he's returned from injury. I can't wait to see what he does next year. He, uh, again, had another great game tonight. And, you know, in a night where the Jets were just generally good, yeah, I mean, I got to give props to the team. I think that they showed up. Colorado, even if they didn't, they're still a pro hockey team. You still got to take care of business. And I think the Jets did exactly that.
Now, you might be wondering, what does this mean for next season? This game, nothing really. But I do have some expectations for next year, and I do want to talk about those coming up in just a little bit. Before we go any further, though, I did want to shout out the wonderful folks at Built Bar. If you've ever heard me talk about Built Bar, you know that I'm a big fan. Uh, I've had a lot of protein bars over my life, and most of them are just trash. I got to be honest. Uh, a lot of them are dry or, you know, kind of gritty and mealy and not very tasty. Uh, you know, we may love um, grit, grittiness in hockey, but certainly not in our food. Uh, and I think that's where Built Bar really takes the better option. It's more like a candy bar with a 100% real chocolate exterior and a soft, chewy interior. They've got wonderful flavors like uh, mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond. There's one that I love that's like a raspberry dark chocolate flavor. There's even one that I think is more like apple pie. Um, I haven't had a chance to really sample that one in recent times, but the last time I had it, it was awesome. Uh, they've even got stuff that's like stuffed with like a marshmallow cream. So you really can't go wrong. But, you know, as great as they do taste, they're even better for you. With most bars clocking in at around 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and around 17 grams of protein. So, you know, whether you're looking for a meal replacement, a little pick-me-up during the afternoon hours, or even something to head uh, to head into your system right before you go to the gym, this is what you're looking for. If you're interested in checking them out, be sure to go to built.com and be sure to use promo code LOCKED15 at checkout for 15% off your order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com when you're checking out. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We are closing out tonight's episode with some thoughts on uh, what to expect from the 2022-2023 Winnipeg Jets season. Obviously, this one was kind of a failure, a bit of a dud. Uh, things didn't exactly go right. Uh, and I think we're going to be seeing some major changes coming up in the next season. But uh, are they going to be good changes? You know, that's the biggest question with this team. And I think I don't know. Uh, I, I really wish I did. Uh, this is probably one of the most uncertain periods in recent Jets history. Um we don't have a coach. We may not have a general manager after this offseason is over. And I just get the sense that things are going to be looking real different when we roll into next season. I don't know who the Jets want as a coaching replacement. I would prefer that it's not Elaine Vigneault. Uh, Vigneault doesn't really seem like he'd fit here. And I think that that is a name that apparently has been occasionally linked to the Jets. But uh, I, I wouldn't really be interested in that option. If Bruce Boudreau becomes available, I would very much be interested in seeing what Bruce can do for the Jets. Um, but yeah, the coaching staff just really needs a refresher. Uh, and the same can be said with the assistants. I think, you know, guys like Charlie Huddy haven't really gotten the job done for this team. And uh, I, I know that the team definitely has loyalty to a lot of their employees, but the hockey, you know, the world of hockey is a results driven business. And I think the Jets haven't gotten those. So, start thinking about making some changes and getting this team back on track because there is a bright team here. You can see it in flashes. There are moments where they can be so fun and so good, but until they make the right changes in the right positions, it's never going to be a consistent thing. So let's get back to that. Let's see what that uh, can really yield. The other expectation is that Pierre-Luc Dubois comes back on a long-term contract. Uh, the, the, the concern I have right now is that this is um, very much up in the air, according to, I think it was Elliot Friedman or something. Um, whoever was bringing this up on, I think it was 31 Thoughts, this can't be a situation that's left to hang. I would expect Dubois to sign long-term on a reasonable deal, but 
Uh, if he wants to, you know, test the free agent market, get away from this team and start over, uh, you know, he would be a major trade chip, I guess. It would be, for me, very disappointing because Winnipeg finally solved its, um, well, really the first line center issue. I know that he has kind of declined over the past couple of weeks, maybe even the last month or two. But, you know, PLD at his best, he is one of the top attacking forwards out there. And for the Jets, he was, for the most part, a monster this year. So give him the weapons he can uh, use to really show off his true skill. Make sure that you get him locked up long term and make sure that it's with the Jets. I think Winnipeg would be doing itself a real disservice if it let him walk in the offseason. But um, obviously, there's only so much control that they have over this. Uh, let's hope that it's in Winnipeg's favor once the negotiations come around and Dubois is ready to start talking a longer-term stay. Aside from that, the third thing that I think I might expect is an overhaul defense. I think the blue line has been ailing for a while. Um, Schmidt and Dylan didn't really solve uh, the biggest absences. Schmidt can actually be pretty decent when he's at his best. Uh, Dylan hasn't really fit in as nicely, and so I would expect Dylan to probably be gone in the offseason. Uh, Sandberg definitely needs that spot. And I would also be very much asking for Vili Heinola to make a more regular appearance. The fact that this is still a talking point even now is crazy to me. Uh, I know that Heinola is small and a lot of people think, well, that must mean he's defensively deficient. That's not really the case. He's defensively deficient because he's just not really defensively resolute. That's not his game. Uh, He's defense through puck movement and zone exits. If you're looking for a guy who can transition the puck up the ice very quickly, that is exactly what you're getting with him. I think uh, among the skaters on the back end who can pass the best and and skate the puck out of trouble the best, Heinle for me continues to be that guy. And I think uh, offensively, he's got the skill sets and chops to really be an anchor on the power play at even strength and also just give us so much more fluidity to the movement of this team. The forwards right now don't have a lot of support from the back end. So if they want to solve that and, and finally get somebody who can actually give them that movement, Heinola, man. Billy Heinola has got all of, the, all of the tool sets. He scored a goal just now for the Moose. Why are we not using the youth? Uh, I think that's the biggest question. Um, so hopefully next year the Jets change that. Give us a little bit more of the fun stuff of what we're asking for because as it is right now, we can't really afford to be seeing this happening again. But I've ranked about, about this a lot, so I'm going to cut off my thoughts there. You know, you know how I feel about this. I'm sure you probably... To some degree, feel the same way. If you don't, be sure to let me know at HL Living Loco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Tell me why I'm wrong, why you think the Jets might be on the right path, or if you agree with me, what do you see as commonality and what do you want the Jets to do this coming offseason? For tonight's episode, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thank you so much for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. While you're at it, be sure to check out our Locked On NHL program. They've got all of the latest NHL action featuring real analysis from some of our local experts from all across the NHL, uh, sometimes including myself. And, you, you know, like it's just like the Locked On Jets show, you can find it and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. It's super free. We love and appreciate your support. And again, it'll keep you up to date on the latest hockey action happening in your neck of the woods. For tonight's episode, though, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night and go Jets go.